There are three things that darkness cannot contain. The moon, the stars, and the truth. All three will find their way through the darkness. Truth will often pierce its way through in unexpected ways, at unexpected times, and sometimes through unexpected people. Hello, my name is Lenora Housie, and you're listening to Secrets of the Churched, Revealed to Heal. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. Your response to my story and my path to truth has been overwhelming, and I thank you. Now, if you haven't listened to the previous episodes yet, please do so. In last week's episode, we paused my story to hear from Reverend Dorothy Boulware, who had her own jaw-dropping church secret to share. And we'll continue with her story in the next episode. But for now... Make sure you get caught up on my journey because today it continues. When we last left my story, I told you what it was like growing up in the housing household, growing up with a loving mother and father, but not with the parents that conceived me, not with the mother and father whose blood ran through my veins. These people, my birth parents, were somewhere else in the world, having different lives with different people. They were going about their jobs, their family lives, their church lives for sure, while all along hiding a big secret, hiding me. And for nearly 30 years, no one was the wiser, no one in their lives or their families ever even knew of me, had ever seen me or spoken of me until I found them. In episode two, I told you how I received my original birth certificate in the mail during a small window of time in the mid-80s when the courts decided to temporarily allow adoption records to be unsealed. Now, I don't know how long this window stayed open, and to be honest with you, I'm not even sure what the status is right now. But back then, that window stayed open long enough for me to find out who I really was and to find out the name I was given at my birth. Rochelle Thompson. This birth certificate also listed my mother's maiden name and her date of birth. And it was the first time in my life that I realized that my birth mother was not a teenager who was too young to take care of me. That had been my own made-for-TV fantasy, but a fantasy was all it would turn out to be. My birth mother was in fact a young adult woman, 23 years old to be exact, but yet she made the decision to give me up for adoption. I'm not sure what was more surprising when I saw this information, that I was born with a different name or that my birth mother was actually old enough to have raised me, to have kept me. Now the question became, why didn't she? Now let me be clear, I didn't then And I don't now hold any resentment towards my birth mother for making the decision to give me up for adoption. I believe wholeheartedly that that was always God's plan. And I believe that I was blessed as a result of her decision. And truth be told, like real truth, given the same set of circumstances, who knows? I may have made the same decision. So I don't stand in judgment of her. I don't have the right to do so. But I had questions. 
Lots of them. And when you don't have answers, when you don't know truth, well, you come up with your own. And so the narrative I created for myself was this. My birth mother must have been a young girl, perhaps even in high school, who got pregnant by a young teenage boy. Maybe he was her first love. And together, along with their parents, when they sat down and told them that she was pregnant, they decided that this baby that she was carrying, me, would be better off raised by an older and married couple. People married to each other, that is by people who were in the position to take better care of me than they could. Yes, that's the story that I told my very young self growing up, not knowing who I came from, not knowing where they were, who they were. That must have been what happened. What other reason would she have had not to keep me? Who knew that all it would take was one tiny yellow and blue document to reveal so much yet at the same time, raised so many other questions. Because here's the real story. My mother was 23. My father was listed as unknown. So what really happened? What circumstances could have forced a mother, a 23-year-old woman, to decide not to keep her child? I began to think the worse. Had she been raped? Perhaps that would explain why my father's name wasn't listed. These were the kind of thoughts that were going through my mind. So many questions, so few answers. So I left it alone. For years, I'm not sure why or how I was able to keep my curiosity from getting the best of me, but for some reason, and despite all of the shocking revelation this document contained, I put this birth certificate away, essentially sealing it once again until the time was right for the next truth to be revealed. And then the time was right. At some point, perhaps a year after getting this life-changing document in the mail, my curiosity did start getting the best of me. I started to feel this need and urging, if you will, to find my birth mother, to find this woman who carried me in her womb for nine months but for reasons not yet known to me at the time, could not keep me in her life. I had a lot of questions. I needed answers. So I went on a search in pursuit of them. Now, based on the information found on my original birth certificate, I made a few assumptions. Number one, my birth mother was most likely not married when I was born. The biggest clue being that my father's name was listed as unknown. Secondly, my mother's age, which was 23, as I've said, and given the times that I was born into, I made the assumption that she most likely got married after my birth. I mean, let's face it, most young women in those days did not stay single for long. So with these assumptions in hand, I made the trip by myself from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to see what I could find out from the Department of Vital Records and to see if any of these assumptions would bear out to be true. And they did. Now, I must remind you that all of this happened before the internet, Google, Ancestry.com, and all the other DNA testing kits, before social media, and all the other ways we have now to find answers to almost anything we could even imagine or want to know about ourselves or anyone else. 
This was all before this. This this was during the mid to late 80s when all I had was good old-fashioned instinct, fortitude, and the divine guidance that could have only come from the Lord. So it was on that day, over 30 years ago, that I walked into this Pennsylvania State Agency, handed two crisp $1 bills to the clerk, and discovered more about my birth and my birth parents than I ever could have imagined. Stay tuned for new episodes of this podcast every Friday and learn from me and others how truth uncovered a generation of secrets that had begun and were buried in the church and how that truth brought me face to face with the two people who thought they'd never see me again. So until next week, just remember, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. You have been listening to Secrets of the Church, Revealed to Heal, a production of Be Inspired Global Media. If you have been burdened with a church secret and want to be free and healed, please email us at churchsecrets at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Church Secrets One. Look for new episodes of Secrets of the Church every Friday. And remember, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free.